Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. You are listening to the Game Global Podcast, hosted by Kieran Callum. <laughs> Best advice ever. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Game Global Podcast, hosted by me, Kieran Callum. As I might have said once, twice, or thrice, this is the show that is here to give you tips, tools, and resources that you can use to smash your dating, your sexual, your romantic, whatever kind of goals. Now, today, I've got Mr. J. McDaniel Conto. You should remember he's been in a couple episodes back in the past. You know, game PUA coach from New York. And what we're going to speak about is how to be just a better man in all areas of your life. Not necessarily just with regards to attraction with women, but not also forgetting that. But just how to be a better man so that when you look in the mirror, you prefer what the hell you see looking back at you. Mm -hmm. So, bro, talk to me, man. What are your thoughts? I'll definitely say, uh, first off, thanks for having me on the show. I'm, I'm glad to be back and be able to shop it up with you, my guy. Um, oh, my thoughts yes. on my thoughts on this. I'll say this: um, when it comes to being a better man, that's definitely a, a more of a long term journey. But I think what men need to understand first and foremost is you need to decide what type of man are you trying to be. Instead of letting the world dictate the type of man that what they believe is a good man, you need to have those your own morals and scruples and the things that guide your life, and then all of the actions that you take need to be in line and in congruency with your goal of becoming that man. I don't know if it makes any sense. No, 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 that makes a lot of sense. But there's something that you've kind of alluded to, which is that most people have no idea what their own moral compass is, because from the time yeah. they were four years old, the world has been like, be this, be that. You're black, yeah. you're meant to listen to this music here. Mm -hmm. You're white, therefore mm -hmm. you're meant to talk like this. Those sorts of people mm -hmm. do this. We're these sorts of people, we do that. You go to school, you go to yeah. college, you get blah, blah, blah. So most yep. people have never yep. really thought about that. So one thing mm -hmm. that everybody needs to do is actually ask yourself who the fuck you are. Like, who are you? And that's a mm -hmm. tough question to answer. And it actually requires, well, a lot of introspection, like to sit alone with yeah. yourself. Like, for instance, yeah. you know, we all love to distract ourselves, right? There's so many things that oh, we yeah. distract ourselves with. Like, you might distract yourself with shopping. Another guy might use yeah. video games. Some guy might use sex. Some people might use masturbation. Mm. Some people might use food. But mm. it's all stuff to distract you from being alone yeah. with yourself. Because then when you're alone mm. with yourself, that's when all the painful shit starts to bubble to the surface. Stuff you don't mm. really want to see. Stuff that you fear about yourself that you're actually just trying to run away from the whole time. But you need yeah. to actually sit and then yeah. face that stuff and then be like hold on who the hell am i yeah. who am i, I and what the hell kind of person yeah. do i want to be and then there you go you can't be yourself until you actually know who the hell yourself is you know what do you think about that well you know what's interesting is that i'm gonna repeat something that one of my coaches was telling me on a, on a, one of our um, one of our calls this was actually about a month ago and we were talking and what he said was he said I would really recommend for like a lot of these guys coming in that they go out to the middle of the wilderness, take 48 hours, no food. Um, so it's no food. They have to fast and they, they can't even take a book with them. No book, no phone, nothing. Just go into nature and 
you wake up when the sun wakes you up and you go to sleep when the sun goes down. But the whole idea is, is that you want to get, get rid of anything that would therefore allow you to get a neurochemical release of happiness and let your neurotransmitters be resetted, reset over those two days. But what's going to happen is that because you're sitting alone by yourself, you get, you have to be alone with your thoughts and you have to really think through like, who are you now? I'm a biohacker. So I would like to hack that process by microdosing with LSD at a very small amount in order for me to not enough to trip, but enough to have both hemispheres of the brain talking to each other. So I can sit back and creatively start to think about like, who it is that I want to be, where do I want my life to go? And just ponder on that for just two days alone with nature. That's a damn good idea. That is yeah. a damn good idea. I personally um, have had the most profound realizations in my life as a result of sitting with myself. Like there was one yeah. time when years ago I was sitting and I was watching YouTube and deep down, I yeah. knew there was something I was trying to avoid. I knew there was. Mm-hmm. So at some point I stopped, I said, no, 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 no. I'm just going to ignore YouTube. What the yeah. fuck am I trying to avoid? And then it hit me. I was like, Oh my God, I am pissed off and upset because I'm terrible with money. Then all mm-hmm. of a sudden I started downloading finan- financial management apps like mm-hmm. crazy and really, but it was because mm-hmm. I faced it. And then there was another time when yeah. I can't remember exactly why this happened, but I just looked at myself. I was like, I'm far too hard on myself. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, it just hit me. It's yeah. like, Whoa, um, why am I always so hard on myself? Mm-hmm. There's absolutely no reason mm-hmm. for this. But it was because I sat alone with my freaking self. Yeah. And but the thing is, it's painful mm-hmm. though, because when I realize, yeah. oh my God, I'm crap with money, then it's like, oh, sure, well, I need to do something about this now. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I either have to oh, say, look, mm-hmm. this is me until the day I die, or I have to do something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's painful. Every, oh, yeah. Every profound, I've noticed that meditation helps a lot with, have, with having profound insights, but it's not just meditation. You have to do meditation without any distraction around you i mean you have to get away from people you have to be in like literally in the most silent room possible because when you live in a major city there's distractions you got pings dings honks you've got like animals around you all of those things literally can just distract the mind and cause the mind to not focus and we're so digitally overstimulated that we wouldn't know what focus is if we were to see staring us directly because we never learned to be still so when i was in guam when we were when I was working with Carl, um, we microdosed. We microdosed. And went on an acid trip, and we just sat alone for the day. And I started noticing how much shit that I had had that was beneath the surface. I noticed that Carl started to annoy me. He's one of the coaches you've actually had on um, had on this call, and uh, he started to annoy me. And I realized he doesn't annoy me. I said he's a projection of my stepdad, who I've had um, abuse issues with. With, and I'm projecting Carl's actions as if he's doing that. I said, it's not actually Carl. And I had to tell Carl about it. I said, dude, it's not you. It's, you're reminding me of my stepdad. And every time this has happened, there's always been some type of traumatic experience to come from this. So I'm waiting for the shoe to drop, essentially. Mm. Mm. You know what? That's very, very, very powerful because not even speaking about, you know, just re- things, relationships with people or colleagues or things like that say in my previous romantic relationships I have realized looking back that a huge part why a lot of those didn't go well was because I had projected behaviors onto the person that had nothing Mm -hmm. to do with them 
Like I had been hurt mm. in the past and that pain mm. had caused me to view everything like reality through a lens. Yeah. And that lens I was looking through just is kind of like if you're at a fun fair and you're looking through glass and the glass, you know, like mm. the mirrors that just distort the image and to make mm-hmm. it really long or short. That's kind of what that was mm-hmm. like. And it, it's yeah. a messed up thing when you actually have to look at yourself and be like, mm-hmm. the person I think I am actually isn't who I am. Correct. You know, I'm actually full of shit. Oh, yeah. I've What you just said, I've said it to myself so many times privately, like, you realize you're completely full of shit, right? You've got a lot of problems with these things. And then I started having to just take radical accountability around these things. Um, once I understood they were like cognitive blind spots, I had to deal with them. I mean, I've done extensive therapy. I've done extensive like microdosing. I mean, I went on, I had a really heavy DMT trip with a, a few friends of mine and that was scary shit. Like, I mean, I've never been so afraid of death before in my life, but it was something that I, I know for sure I'm afraid of. I know that relationships wise, I've had an issue in the past for having a Captain save a complex. And um, it actually, I would always look for girls that were damaged goods so I could fix their problems because I was rewarded as a child for helping my mother because she was a single mother. And I just see all of these patterns of things that have taught me to be defunct, even in terms of like um, not really being able to deal with authority because my father wasn't around. Like just so many little things. And I'm starting to understand that one of the things I don't think in the community we go enough into is dealing with trauma. Like inner game is all trauma. It is like, yep. if you really want to like deal with the root of this shit, people need to be doing neural feedback technology. They need to be like microdosing with LSD under the guise of a clinically trained psychologist. I need to preface that before you go of out to nilly and start of trying course. to do micrograms and shit. Um, mm. You know what I mean? Like, but, but this stuff is really good for you. I mean, there's been so much scientific research around dealing with this episode. I mean, even if you guys don't want to go that far, journaling, starting to journal, like why, like the, the, the revelations that you get from meditation, you know, getting up first thing in the morning and while you're sitting in a theta state, sitting with yourself for about an hour and just kind of getting clear on some things. Because we get up every single morning and I mean, Callan, I'm pretty sure you can, you can see this, but you're probably a little different about this is that like how much of an urge is it that we deal with to not check our phone or check our email or just some type of distraction we get up first thing in the morning? I know. No, I know. Ridiculous. It's, yeah, it is actually crazy. It's absolutely nuts. The drive to find something to occupy your time is kind of all consuming. But, um, right, so moving on to the next one. So this is the next thing that I've got. So actually, no, it's not the next one. It's the first thing. So the first thing that I've got here is to keep the promises that you make to yourself. So let me explain what I mean by this. It's like, let's say I say to you, hey, I'm going to work out six days a week. And you're like, yeah, really? Word? And I'm like, yeah, I'm going to do it. And like, cool. Mm -hmm. But I actually don't work out six days a week. But I say to you, you know what? I actually did. And you believe me. So as far as I'm concerned, I have convinced you in your reality, I did six days a week. You go and tell everybody my reputation is secure. Fine. But the truth Mm -hmm. is that I actually know that I didn't do six days. And you Mm -hmm. can't lie to yourself. And something that people don't really realize, and I didn't realize for the longest time, is that Let's say if I tell a lie to you, Mm. I actually know I've told the lie and I like myself less because of it. If I say to myself, I'm going to start eating vegan, but I don't Mm. do it. I'm going to lose self-respect because I'm going to know that Mm. I'm a piece of crap 
well, not even a piece mm-hmm. of crap. I'm going to know that I don't have the staying power, that I don't have the wherewithal, that I don't have whatever the hell it is that you actually need to mm-hmm. to stick to your own word. And that will lower my mm-hmm. self-esteem. And here's <clears throat> nuts thing. So, you know, like guys speak about approach anxiety and you're front of a woman and you don't know what to say and blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. Things like mm-hmm. this are why you don't know what to say to that woman. Mm-hmm. Because... When you're in front of this beautiful woman and she's a model and she's everything that you want and oh my God, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Part of why you're tongue-tied is because you quote-unquote know you're not good enough. And part of why you quote-unquote know you're not good enough is because you know you don't deliver on certain things. Yep. That's why. <laughs> that's it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. So There's a that's... great quote by Dan Locke. Mm. He says, how you do one thing is how you do everything. Mm. I'm going to go, I'm going to hit that point about what you just mentioned, because so one of the reasons that most people can't keep the promises that they make to themselves is simply because of this. When most people decide to get in shape, what happens is, is that they get a little bit of a neurochemical response. They feel good because they're just setting a new goal, which is dopamine. Okay. But what happens is that your, your willpower is essentially powered by your mitochondria. And if you don't have the proper infrastructure for your mitochondria to have the energy that they need, that they need to create energy in order for you to execute, prop, uh, execute proper decisions, it's going to be much harder for you to be consistent with those decisions. So there's two parts to this. It's your infrastructure. Do you have friends that hold you accountable? Do you have mentors that hold you accountable? Most people decide to get in shape. And they don't realize that to get in shape, you have to change everything about your current environment. So that way your environment does not contract you and make it harder for you to get in shape. Which means if you've got friends that are all eating in and out around you and you're trying to fast and do the right thing, but they're all telling you it's completely okay to fall through on your promises, guess what happens? You fall through on your promises. If you've got friends that are all physically in shape and they all eat properly, what do you think the propensity is for you to eat the proper foods and to stay in line and be consistent with what you said you were going to do? Mm. So then the question is, though, so mm. some guy who's listening to this, who's like, you know what? I've wanted to get better at, let's say, game, for instance, for a while. Yeah. But yeah. all of my friends are the average kind of guys who just have no interest in that whatsoever. They yeah. want to sit in and eat pizzas. When we're at a bar or a club, yeah. they have zero desire yeah. to speak to a girl. Well, deep down they do, but they're not going to say yeah. it. So like, no, no, what are you doing that stuff? Okay, what does that guy actually need to do? So how is he going to change his environment? Yeah. I'm going to start him off just like this. First, identify the type of lifestyle that you want to live, right? So there's only four. I, I, I always ask these four questions. This is, I learned this from a guy who was one of my game coaches. He's still one of my game coaches and he reinforces this in me all the time. This guy is worth about 20, $30 million, runs a really successful, like luxurious agency. He's from London. That's why I love this. I love British people, Callum. Um, but what he did, he goes, what do I want? What will it take to make it happen? Who do I know that has the knowledge, the expertise, the connections to make it happen? And how do I add value to get them to help me? If you take, if you take that, take those, if you take anything from this podcast, but you just think about that right there, your life will change very drastically. Because this is one of the things that I use for 
everything. So let's start with, okay, the reason you should go with um, who, who you know that can make it happen, because sometimes we get so stuck on the how, and we don't know the how, because we've never done it before. So you need to find someone who does know the how, who's going to be able to help you and point you in that right direction. So what I usually do is this. I find a mentor is the next thing. Once I've identified what I want, I go find a mentor in that space. So for me, this was like, I wanted to work on my business. So I went and I messaged every single person that had made a million dollars that I specifically had known. And I um, basically started connecting with them. And then I found out like what their problems were and, and then how they could help me. And then if it came to paying them, I paid them and I paid them whatever they were worth. And I didn't mind it because I was like, I want to make, um, I want to get to the two comma club, which is basically, I want to be making about a million dollars a year. So I'm going to find someone who's already making a million dollars a year. And I got a mentor doing that. It took me only two days. I just didn't, I just didn't stop until I found somebody. Um, number two is you change your social circle, get rid of your friends. Those people aren't good for you. A friend, a friend should be someone like this. A friend is not someone who you spend time with. This is someone who your well-being and your leveling up is their primary objective for your life. They want to make sure that when they level up, you level up. If you don't have people that are like that in your life that are going to tell you to you straight and are going to call you on your shit and want to see you do well, fuck them. Get rid of them. You know what? Because these aren't friends. What you just said there was a very beautiful thing. People whose primary objective is to see you level up. Because you know what? Something that got me down in the past. I mean, I've had to do what we're speaking about. I'm sure we all have. I'm sure you have as well. Mm -hmm. But something I remembered is the people who I've known since back in the day, people who I've grown up with, and they would be in situations where someone would mention something to them which would benefit me. And they wouldn't Mm -hmm. mention me to the person. You know, like, let's say for argument's sake, you know, I'm a writer, for instance. Like somebody says, hey, you know, we're looking for young black writers to do blah, blah, blah. And then they're just sitting there going, oh, yeah, that's really interesting. And either Mm -hmm. consciously or subconsciously, they have decided to not say, hey, by the way, there's this guy called Kieran. And stuff like that, that, that's a big deal. That's a very big deal. If somebody isn't prepared to do that for you, they're actually... Because they're effectively sabotaging you. Sabotaging you. Yeah, yeah. they are. Mm, mm-hmm. Which isn't at all what you want. So, yeah, I agree with that wholeheartedly. Yeah. Now, next thing I've got on this list is to do difficult things. So, Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It reminds I, me of the, the, the book that's The Meditations of Marcus Aurelius. It reminds me a lot yeah. of that. Mm. All right. Well, I'll tell my story and then you can talk about that book. Um. Actually, no, talk about the book. Yeah, talk about it. Because I know exactly what it is. It's about stoicism, but I've never ever actually read it. So, I'll, so essentially, if I boiled it down, it would be to this. So there's actually, there's, so there's, a, there's a process that goes on the body. It's called hermesis. And essentially what hermesis is, is that it's what you do, like when you fast, or when you take cold baths, you put amount of temporary stress on the, the, the system. And then that temporary stress actually causes the system to have to strengthen itself. So yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of what you're doing you're strengthening your immune system because mm. your body's getting used to having a little small amount of stress a little bit of discomfort but that little bit of discomfort has the upside of helping you become stronger so mm-hmm. doing something difficult is that's where growth is so it's the same mm. thing um they even talk about this in uh, the book uh stealing fire by uh by stephen Kotler. fucking amazing book he talks about flow states 
which is one of the states that's for peak performance. And one of the things that's the trigger for flow state is to be in very risky situations where your skill barrier is a lot lower than the challenge that's there, but the challenge can't be so high and the skill barrier can't be too low to where you can't do it at all. It has to just be slightly out of your comfort zone. And then being slightly out of your comfort zone actually starts to put you into a state of flow. Um, and then what it does is that it allows you to grow because you were doing something that's a little bit out of your comfort zone. So usually people like CEOs or CEOs are a lot of times in flow because they're doing something that's a little bit out of their comfort zone. Let's say you've never hired anybody. Let's say you've had to create content for the first time. Let's say you're like a little bit afraid of public speaking. And it's like, you kind of have the skill to do it, but if you don't really have it, that those are precursors to being able to trigger flow. And those do so to your point of doing those hard things. If you really want to grow and have a very uncommon life, you have to develop almost a Navy SEAL mentality, which is becoming accustomed and addicted to doing the hard thing. Yeah. Years ago, this was quite a while ago now, I saw a video called Girl Learns to Dance Over a Year. And it was a time-lapse video created by this girl called Karen Cheng. And effectively, yeah. she filmed herself dancing every day for a year. Day one, she was rubbish. Day 365, she was like a professional dancer. It was really inspiring. I saw that and I thought, you know what? I'm going to learn to dance. Now, I didn't do it for a year. I did it for about five months, but I got so much better. And it was like, huh. And even though there was part of me that was disappointed, I didn't do it for the whole year. But still, it was like, oh, I can actually get better at things. Huh. And it kind of changed me forever. Then, like, yeah. we speak about fasting. Two years ago, or mm -hmm. like a year and a half ago, I literally did a 10-day water fast. Did not mm -hmm. eat a damn drop. Well, not a drop. I didn't yeah. eat anything. I saw that video. I remember that. Bro. Like, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Firstly, I'm not. That was miserable, right? Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. That was miserable. <laughs> On about day eight, like, I started leaking chemicals out my tongue, which actually, that, yeah. that apparently will happen because your body will just flush out toxins. And, like, my tongue was black and it it tasted like battery acid. Anyway, point is, oh I felt incredible. I felt incredible wow. afterwards. So. But yeah. here's the thing. Oh, and also yeah. my eyesight improved as well. But so I'm on day 11. I'm like, fuck, I went 10 days without eating. And like that changes you. It's like, huh. Yeah, you know, and yeah, like when you consistently do things that are difficult, it changes the way that you see yourself. And then when you change the way that you see yourself, it changes the way that you feel about yourself as well. Mm -hmm. you know, so. mm -hmm. See, most, most guys want to have, they, most guys, it's funny because I hear a lot of guys talk about this whole like alpha thing, alpha, 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 right? And I have like two different perspectives on it. I have the perspective of your, mind, your mindset affects your neurochemistry, but your neurochemistry also affects your mindset. Yes. So if you're not, yep. If you're not sleeping, if you're not eating properly, if you are constantly masturbating and addicted to porn, right? If you are addicted to social media, realistically, you're not going to have that type of resolve to be that type of guy because you're going to have low, low testosterone levels. And then you're going to have a lower sense of life satisfaction and always have the need to feel like you need to keep doing something to entertain yourself. And it's because you've set yourself up to be like Pavlov's dog which is ring the bell, bring the food and dog salad. But this is for you. This would be 
you see social media, you feel this pressure to get on there, you get on there, you see a booty, and then you get your little serotonin reward. You know what? I'm addicted. Mm. What you said about neurochemistry affecting your mindset, that's really true. I can't remember when I realized this, but you know, you, you find out that say junk food negatively affects the brain. Forget about all oh, your yeah, diabetes right. and making you fat, but actually the brain itself. And then even behavior so, issues. Yeah. 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 You, yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, like you find it out and then it's like, Oh, and then you go out and you drink, say for me, for instance, like when I was younger, I would go out and drink a lot of alcohol. And bro, I mean a lot, yeah. right? Like mm-hmm. a lot. I would get wasted. And then I would mm-hmm. probably spend about two to three days hungover afterwards. And those two to three days mm-hmm. I spend hungover, I'm actually hating mm-hmm. myself in life. Hate, like mm-hmm. genuinely, genuinely yeah. hating myself. Like there's times when mm-hmm. you get back from a club and it's like four in the morning or so. And mm-hmm. you genuinely don't know what you're doing with your life. And you almost feel kind oh, yeah. of suicidal. But oh, yeah. I've, I've, mm-hmm. I've tried to commit suicide many a times. And I didn't realize that my depression and the bipolarism actually just came from improper diet and improper sleep habits. Hold on, you've tried to commit, you say you've tried to commit suicide. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've tried to commit suicide multiple times. In, the, in my early years, I don't, I don't talk about it too much. Um, but in my early years of... Um, of game because I got in the game when I was 16 years old I was desperate I just got out of jail and um, I knew I needed to kind of change my life I said because if I don't solve this problem I'm going to end up back here because I was supposed to originally do eight years for house robbery and I just happened to have a really good lawyer at the time and the judge was exceptionally lenient so instead I only got three months and then um, I was sitting in there and I'm like dude you know you really like you you pretty much skated this situation like you need to, to do something about this because you did all that shit because you want to be cool and you want to be liked and you want women to, to find you attractive i'm like this isn't fucking healthy long term we need to solve this and it became my primary mission and drive to just like see this shit through but like dude it was so painful to get to get good at this shit. i mean i mean it was really painful like i have sacrificed everything to get good at this i mean that's when people People really don't understand all of what I went through. I mean, I used to go out seven hours a day, uh, or sorry, eight hours a day, seven days a week for years. And I wasn't getting results. And I was teaching. And I was able to get other people results, but I couldn't get those results. So that's why, to me, mentors, they mean so much. Because once I got one, it essentially allowed me to shortcut my learning curve and to get really good really fast. And I I would never go back to doing it the long and tedious way when I could just find a medium of truth of someone who's gotten some success, follow what they're doing, not judge it, learn what I need to learn, and then I can ask afterwards, why does it work? Mm. But at least I've gotten the results first. Something, we're going on a slight tangent now, but still, something that people don't really realize is that having a mentor is absolutely crucial because it shortcuts your learning curve like for instance so we're both coaches right we both coach people blah 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 fine Mm -hmm. i one of the obstacles that i encounter when speaking to a guy who i am one thousand percent sure i will transform his life if he listens to me and follows Mm -hmm. my teachings and with you is that they're like "Uh, i'll just do it on my own and it's like (laughs) bro do you want to spend the next five years struggling or do you want to cut that down to like about six months? Like, what exactly. do you really want to do? And exactly. yeah, but 
mm, that is just something it's something i've really learned is having somebody who can see your blind spots you know there's blind right. spots that we all have you don't know there's right. there's some mistake yep. that you're making that i'm making and we have no idea yep. that we're making it but we're making it constantly but because you're wrapped up in your own story you don't actually yep. see the blind spot but to have a mentor who's right. outside of you to just look at you and say yeah. bro you're doing that exactly. it's, it's just absolutely invaluable absolutely freaking invaluable so yeah actually for any man who's listening this ain't even about me and jay mcdaniel but seriously if you're not where you want to be find somebody I'm some mentor. coach to coach you doesn't dude, have to be us but find someone mm. dude i've been i've been doing this for going on 15 years do you know what i did just last week i got on the phone with my mentor the, like one of my mentors and we talked for two hours about some problem that I was having because yeah, I still have problems in game, even though I'm an instructor and I, and I'm by far, like, I know how deep that this stuff goes because I've been studying it forever. When I talked to him, he still was teaching me shit. And I was like, how the fuck is it that close to five years later, I've been working with you and you still like have, like you have this 40,000 foot view of what I'm doing and you can diagnose it that quick. And he's just like, he goes, yeah, man, because you've been doing forever and just been teaching a lot of people. And it's just like, you know, if I still have a coach and a mentor and I've been doing this for 15 years, I mean, like I was just hanging out with Owen the other night at dinner. Like we, we went to dinner and we, um, for his birthday and, you know, pe people don't, don't know, like this is Owen Cook. Like he's one of the top guys in self-development, like, right. Like I've talked with the heavy hitters. I know most of them because I used to work for, um, uh, I used to live in the old Project Hollywood house. So because I used to live there, all of the coaches came to that house. So I got to meet and network with all of them. So then like, mm. I got to talk to all these different people. So like, when you've been in the game for that long, you kind of know most everyone's in the community. But what's mm. nice about it is that like, when you do, when you have that one mentor that you can talk to, it helps you to still keep getting to the next level that you may not be able to get to by yourself. Like, that's why very successful people like Warren Buffett, like the dude, the dude is literally like super wealthy. Who was his mentor? It was um, Benjamin Grant, right? Look at someone like Jeff Bezos, right? Who was mentoring him? Look at Elon Musk, right? All these guys that are very successful that everyone sits there and envies, these guys all have mentors. I was talking to Owen about this, about like the guys that he gets mentored by and who he, who he pays for like business coaching. And he's like, yeah, he's like one of my mentors, like my business partner. He said, cause like Nick, like, and then he said, Nick, Nick specifically goes to like all these different like MBA programs and like, gets mentored by these different guys. I think he was talking to getting mentored by um, Tony Shea, the CEO of Zappos. I'm like, bro, this dude is like around hyper successful people and then getting mentored by more hyper successful people. And I'm like, that's like literally saying that that's like some dude coming up being like, Callum, I'm going to be as good as you when it comes to game. But like, I, I, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to be the equivalent of a championship basketball player, but I don't have a mentor. I'm going to go to the Olympics, but I don't have a coach like Michael Phelps. Are you fucking stupid? Were you retarded? The <laughs> <laughs> uh, dude yeah. think that they 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 yeah, really, I, I like. Yeah. I have students. That, I have I have students that that literally that they're like they're. I've had one student get cocky because like they they sometimes they do and they're like oh I can actually I can I can game with you now and I'm like okay cool and I don't say anything but then they'll be like um. They'll, they'll think they can like hang with me and I'm like, we'll go game or whatever and I'll smoke them. I'll smoke the shit out of them. And they're like, wait, what? Like, 
I thought I knew everything. I'm like, dude, I've been doing this for 15 years. I said, everything that you've learned, you've learned the basics. Until you get to where I'm at at 15 years and you've coached the amount of people that I've coached, and then I have the mentors that I have, and I still keep finding better and newer ones, you're never going to catch me. Because every time you try to catch me, I'm going to be to the next level because I don't stop learning. I've never stopped learning. I'm just as obsessed with this stuff as I was day one. Like, what do you think? I'm resting on my laurels and not coming up with new shit. I'm always researching. I'm always finding something new and then testing it for six or seven months. How do you think I come out with programs and products? It's because I'm always testing new shit. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. Um, I'm very much the same way. You kind of have to always see yourself as a work in progress. You know, there's a goal. There's a, it's like there's a goal. There's an ultimate goal and ideal of perfection, which you're trying to get to. But you know, you'll never, ever, ever get there. But you're still just constantly walking, just constantly every day, constantly looking at yourself. What do I need to do today to be better than I was yesterday? Where did I go wrong today? What's actually happening with me right now? What is this emotion that I'm feeling? What's it actually telling yeah. me? Okay, so who do I need to be? Who am I going to be as a result of this emotion? What kind of person am I going to be? And what is the impact I want on the world? For sure. And I, I feel like I, it's funny because I hear guys like um, like AMS talk about, they're like, you know, beat up to get on your purpose. And like, I get what he's saying, but in the world that we live in today, the reason that most people are not on their purpose is because they grow up in families that don't give them the, the right to choose. So like if you like, and it's the society like if been, that actively tries to discourage correct. you from thinking it's possible to have a purpose too, for sure. What they they're like, oh, you don't have any purpose in the universe. You really don't matter. You're just like one of a million beings. But I'm like, I don't even really get it. But like, you were brought here for a reason to do something. You were brought here to 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 better humanity in some way or facet. So identify what that thing is. And usually the thing is the problem that you're meant to solve in the world is the thing that you can't stand the most. <laughs> like that, that to me, I know one of the biggest problems that I'm like here to solve is I don't like the way that self-development is taught. I don't like how it's taught, just be a man and just man up. I'm like, I understand the neurochemical processes that go on when it comes to change and my understanding of how to hack those things using technology and then, and then feedback to be able to do that. That to me is my, that's the problem that I'm solving is how do I quantify self-development? How do I track it for people to get much more ROI for the shortest amount of time and the least amount of investment possible? I mean, I'm looking into very crazy shit to, to test on my students to just give them that much more of a fucking edge. I mean, you know, that's just how I'm wired. I'm a, I just want to do things differently. I've never, I don't like doing things the same way that everyone else does. Even in the community, it's just been taught the same way forever. And I'm like, everyone's going right. I'm going left. You know what? Yeah, it's true. Everything is the same in the community. It's like, even when you look at YouTube and the sort of videos that people make, it's all kind of the same thing. You know, something, something that I've seen is I've been in this community since about 2001. Right. So I I downloaded 2020 now. So that's about, 19 years yeah 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 literally 19 years it might even be 2000 let's say it was 2001 it's one of the two it's either 2000 or 2001 i downloaded dave d'angelo's w dating right now because i've been around for huh i remember that w dating 
Yeah, I remember that. That was the book that changed my life. Literally, <laughs> literally, young Kieran, 18-year-old Kieran, however the hell old I was, might even have been 2000, you know, but still. So I'm sitting, I'm on my PC. I'm most likely surfing for porn, most likely, most likely. It was, it was like it was like two in the morning or so. Like the odds of me doing anything <laughs> respectable at that hour slim. Anyway, yeah. and I come across the advert and it goes, everything you know about women is wrong. And I'm like, huh, that, that just gripped me. Now, this guy was a smart guy because he gave you a free sample of the book. But he's like, you know what? Yeah. I've got this book. It's amazing. It's going to change the way you see women forever. Here's a free sample. Mm-hmm. I read that free sample. I don't even remember what that sample was. But then I ended up buying the whole book. And then I absolutely devoured that book from cover to cover to cover to cover. And now wow. for the life of me, I can't actually remember why I got started on this conversation. I don't actually remember oh, we why Go no, on. we were you were you were talking. We were talking about you've been in the community since as early as two thousand one. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. And so I've seen how it has evolved over time. And something that I'm very aware of. I mean, this is true of everything in life, but also where this yeah. community is concerned is that it's literally just all been crowdsourced. The whole thing. It's just yeah. men from all around the world going out trying things. Some things work, some things don't. And they communicate with each yeah. other. And then over a period of time, certain trends have come up, like the concept of hypergamy. Yeah. The only reason that's actually a thing is because people are like, huh, women tend to go for men with more money. Or, huh, if as a man, I tend to do stuff to stuff. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's right. how this stuff comes I mean, it's, Go on. It's, just, it's hilarious to me because the fact that Rolo Tomasi had to come out and say, you need to work on increasing your fucking status in order to date hotter women. Dude, dudes have been saying that since, since the beginning. But what's funny is that everyone thought game was this, everyone thinks that game is this cheat code that allows you to cheat the system. And I'm like, well, yeah, in a sense it does. But the problem is that you need to be asking yourself, are you getting quality girls? For, like I have, I this is true. I'm so embarrassed to even say this, but like one of my, one of my interns, um he he's in like all these different groups and i've been telling him like look man i said a lot of the stuff that you're getting taught is just really bad advice i said because they don't contextually understand where you're coming from where you're saying this second a lot of what they're telling you is not backed by any science they are just repeating verbatim what they have learned from someone else and they don't even know if what that guy's teaching him is actually backed by real fucking science and I was like, dude, you're listening to these guys and I'm telling you that like what they're doing is wrong. I'm like, are you getting results with what they're telling you? He's like, no. I said, then why the fuck are you still listening? I said, but are you getting results with what I'm telling you? He goes, yes. One of the things that pissed me off was this. He did this. The guy had a very successful real estate investment business, was making money, already knew how to make money, right? And then what he did was he got um, so heavy into the cold approach that he spent all of his money chasing pussy. He spent close to about a quarter of a million dollars chasing ass. I, I really want to let that sink in. Hold on, hold on. He spent quarter of a million dollars chasing women. I was so pissed. I, I've never been so pissed in all my life. Because I was like, you realize the type of lifestyle setup and infrastructure that you can build with a quarter of a million dollars 
do you know the type of like things you could do? I said, dude, you had a successful business, which allowed you to basically go spend the time to game. And then you got so focused on the game that essentially you lost all of your money in the process. And I go, you're expecting to go date like these high quality, high women without having your shit together. I said, dude, there's nothing sexy. Of, there's nothing sexy about a broke dude. Maybe she's in high school, but like those high school girls, like especially in the, in a city like LA or in like London, bro, those girls are getting, getting flown out by like rich dudes. And he wanted to argue with me about, he's like, well, if you've got game, you know, you can make this girl like fantasize over you. I, I, I pulled up one of my female friends. I said, I was like, Tay Tay, come here for a second. So I bring her in. I'm like, need to ask you something. I said, the amount of men that are in your DMs, the amount of men that are like on your online dating profile, the amount of promoters that are texting you and the amount of like guys already that are around you that are high status that are trying to hit on you. I'm like, if you meet a dude, you like the interaction, it goes really well, right? And he invites you for a coffee. But then you got an invite from a promoter to go to Dan Bilzerian's house. I said, Booba, where are you going? She goes, I'm going to dance. I was like, yeah. I was like, dude, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but that's the reality of like a girl who's attractive, like really attractive. I don't mean sixes, fives, girls who don't get any attention from men. I mean proper attractive girls who they are invited to so much shit. Like they're being flown out to Mykonos by some stouty prince because he just wants some blonde girls with him. That is like, like that is the reality. Now, if she's in a small town, it's not the reality for her. But the hottest girl in the, in the average small town gets scouted by some agency and then they fly her to a place like Los Angeles where she learns very quickly what her value is and how she can command premium price for that shit. Guys forget the competition factor. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think this is a good place to end it for today. For sure. But uh, yeah, man, boy, this has been a very, 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 very intense conversation. Um, to the person who's listening, I hope we've given you a lot that you can listen to and chew on, you know? Mm-hmm. If you want to become a yeah. better man, effectively, it means working on yourself. That's effectively what it For means. Sure. It means working on yourself. It means seeing yourself as a project. It means deciding who the heck you want to be. When you look in the mirror, firstly, who are you? Who are you when you look in the mirror? And be honest, like David Goggins, when he he was really fat and he just looked in the mirror yeah. and he's like, fat, I'm dumb, I'm a piece of shit. Yeah. All, right, all right, sweet. Okay, so that's who you are. That's where you are. Great, right? Great, great. Mm-hmm. So now who the heck do you want to be? And then the thing is this, like Rome wasn't built in a day. That's a cliche that everyone mm-hmm. says, but it's true. Arnold Schwarzenegger mm-hmm. didn't get his massive muscles in a day. It's like slow, progressive work. So you don't, whatever it is, whatever your ideal version of you is, if you assume that it's like light years away from where you are now, okay, fine. Just take little incremental steps, but keep taking Mm -hmm. those steps. And little by little, you will get to where you want to be. Like keep the promises that you make to yourself so that you actually know that you are a decent person. You know, so even if you, let's say you have a girlfriend and she goes, what are you doing tonight? And you go, I'm just going out with the boys. But you actually go and you meet another woman, you have sex with her. Your girlfriend doesn't find that fine. But deep down, you know. And that is actually going to affect the way that you see yourself. Now, if you really mm-hmm. want to be in a relationship where you're free to have sex with loads of other people, then you should actually have that conversation with your girlfriend. You know? For sure. That For sure. way, that way, one or two things will happen. It will either end 
in which case, mm-hmm. you know, that's the best thing that could happen or you will work something yeah. out, in which case that's the best thing that could happen, you know? Yeah. And also spend time alone with yourself as well. It's painful. Don't like doing it because then you remember yeah. the time when you did something embarrassing in fourth grade or seventh grade, 11th grade and whatnot. You remember all the insulting yeah. things that people have said to you. You remember the fact that you don't really like your left, the left side of your lip. You know that you, <laughs> I don't know, you may be starting to age. You remember your receding hairline, blah blah. You start to think about yeah. it. Face it. Face yourself. Mm-hmm. Face yourself. And there we go. Authenticity and honesty, man. But bro, bro, bro. Thank you for being here. You know, we're going to have to do this again. You said you wanted to do one on social circle building. So as I was yeah. saying to you earlier, I've done a few on social circle lately, but we can definitely get that yeah. out in the next month or so. And it's great to yeah, have you here, Dan. So anybody there. who's listening to this now, who's, who wants to find out more about you, sign up for any programs or, or whatever, how are they going to get in touch with you? So you're actually going to be able to find me, um, either through my through either Instagram or like one of my social media platforms, or I could just send you directly to um, one of our current pages for like one-on-one coaching, which is just essentially, uh, you can put the link in there, but essentially it's just the advanced social system. That's where you're going to be able to find me and find all of my content at J McDaniel Conso. You can check me out on YouTube, Twitter, like fucking Twitch. Like <laughs> I'm pretty much on every platform pretty much across the board. Um, and then we've got our private Facebook and Telegram group as well. So I'm pretty sure we can put the links at the bottom or whatever for anyone that wants to go there. But um, my closing thoughts are this, man, like anything you want in your life, set a goal for it. Set a goal that you're going to achieve it. Get people that can help you to be able to get there because a rising tide raises all ships. Get a mentor. Like, because you do those things and then you take the advice of that mentor and then you find people to hustle along with to keep you accountable. You're so, so about to get those results quicker than you may imagine because now all of your energy and your time is going into the acquisition of that goal the advance yeah i hear you i hear you man so one more time thank you for your time and thank you for the person thank you to the person who's listening take care see you later and have yourself a great day Yo, 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 this is Kieran, and if you feel inspired by everything you just heard, but not quite where you want to be with women, I can help. What you need to do is go to calendly.com forward slash Kieran Callum to book in a free breakthrough session with me. We will speak about where you are right now, what you're dealing with, what you're struggling with, and how to get you from where you are to where you want to be. Calendly.com forward slash C-I-A R-A-N-C-A-L-L-A-M Take it easy. Goodbye, listeners. (laughs) Thank you.